Welcome to The Alignment Show, featuring conversations with folks who have taken steps to identify their highest values and align their lives around them. Time on this earth is not unlimited, and you may be seeking to make sure you spend your time on things that matter to you. These conversations will encourage you and support you in doing so. Now, let's meet this week's guest on The Alignment Show. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it might be in your part of the world. You are once again with us on The Alignment Show. I've been doing a little bit of math. I think this is episode 24. Now, when you know that the average podcast only lasts seven episodes, then we're ahead of the curve here. And a lot of that has to do with you. So thank you for being here. We have a guest this week who kind of illustrates in the fact that we even connected with each other, the importance of being out there and uh, meeting new people, making friends, genuine connections. You all hear me talk quite frequently about um, uh, the Bob Berg group that I'm a member of, the Go-Giver Success Alliance. Uh, one of those folks on there is Yermi Kirkus. Yermi is going to be our guest next week. But through Yermi, I met our guest today. So before I introduce her, I want to remind you about uh, the the upcoming publication of The Way of the Three-Year-Old Why. I've got it up here above my shoulder. Yep, it's over on this side. Uh, I do want to make an offer to you. Let me see if I can pull this thing up. Oh, this is like running a starship here. Uh, there it is. Yeah, we've got a sample. You know, if you go to the grocery store, you can get cheese samples before you spend a lot of money on one of those big hunks of cheese. Well, this is sort of like that. Got a short story for you so you can see whether the style in which we write is even of interest to you. You can go to donking.com. That's D-O-N-N-K-I-N-G.com slash brewing. No, it doesn't have anything to do with that kind of brewing. Okay, it's about coffee. But still. That'll give you a sample, and it's free of charge. So go check that out. So without any further ado or any further a brew or something like that, want to bring on our guest this week. I met Tracy Borison, as I mentioned, through Yermi. And uh, the, the thing about Tracy that struck me, the reason we wanted to have her on today, uh, Tracy is all about authenticity, specifically in the digital space. Now, we hear a lot of people who will use that term, but it really strikes me that Tracy is genuine about being genuine. You know, it's not just a buzzword with her. We're going to talk about why that is, where it came about. Uh, again, I've gotten to know her through an effort of hers through LinkedIn that she calls no pitch networking. Now, if people think about networking and think the whole idea is giving your elevator pitch, well, this is something different. And so let's go ahead and bring on Tracy Borison. Tracy, thanks for being on the show with us. Thanks for having me, Don. So tell us a little bit about where this idea of, of um, the genuine connection, you have a background in marketing and I think uh, even in corporate marketing, but this is, this is almost the uncorporate marketing. <laughs> yes, corporate marketing is probably the least authentic you can be. And it's interesting for me because I think when we're growing up, these types of conversations aren't really part of the conversation, right? We're going to school, we're learning things, we're getting tested, we're moving up, we're trying to achieve. 
I was like the top of my class, have to be the best kind of person. So I got really good at meeting other people's expectations and feel when it wasn't with me, but I didn't have like, it wasn't part of the conversation. So those feelings didn't really go anywhere. They got stuffed down, which I think happens for a lot of people. And so as I progressed in my career in marketing, I just noticed a continual shift away from authenticity. And it's especially in advertising, it's very much about hype. It's about numbers. It's about money. And we forget that at the end of the day, this is about empowering a connection between people. And if we take people out of the equation, then we don't really have anything. And if you're a business like Apple, and it's funny because all these businesses that I'm going to reference, the big businesses that have money for marketing, they built it because they cared about the people. (laughs) So they built these entire communities of people because they were there doing things their way, a unique way that not everybody appreciates, but that specific people appreciate. And they built this group of people that's now, I mean, Apple users are 25% of the population, I think. So it's not even the majority, but we would all think that it's the majority because people are so dedicated to that brand. And so the more time I spent in corporate marketing, the more I realized that this connection, just we forgot about it. And so Mm. if we turned it around and started at the foundation again and built on that. And networking is very similar, right? It's based on, I mean, I shouldn't say right, because the way a lot of people do it is not based yeah. on that. Um, I mean, that's the point, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right. No pitch networking is called no pitch networking for a reason, because A pitch, which is something, especially in the entrepreneurial arena, most people are sold, right? Optimize your pitch. You have to have a 30-second pitch. You're going to go to this networking event. Do your pitch. And investors invest off of pitch competitions and everything is based off of a pitch. And the thing is, is that humans don't connect to a pitch. There's nothing in a pitch that builds a connection between two humans. And so if we take that away... And we go back to the basis of just creating connection between humans through conversation. What does that look like? And that's everything that this is what I focus on in my life, in my business, is how can we create connection through conversation? And how can that look in marketing? How can that look in sales? How can that look in networking? And how can you build your business on that instead of building your business on some other random business roadmap that you don't know is going to work for you? Okay, and that that makes a lot of sense to me. But I I have to ask, I think a lot of folks will think, well, you know, this feels kind of sleazy or whatever. This is just the way business happens. You know, did did you feel like you were taking a did you feel like you were taking a chance when you said, I'm not going to do it this way. I'm going to build a business doing it differently. You know, was that at all fearful that is it going to work? You know, how'd you take that leap, I guess? So I think I am a little bit unique as a human because I do have this small obsession (laughs) with authenticity. And to some degree, I always have. I I always use the example of in junior high. So like for our American friends, that's grade seven to grade nine. Um, So you are, what, 13 to 16? It's kind of like the peer pressure 
you want to be cool, you want to be accepted time frame. I had a rolling backpack. <laughs> Um, because I was very studious. I carried a lot of books and my backpack was heavy. And my dad at one point was like, you could get this one. It rolls. And I was like, this is genius. This is going to save my back. And so I would roll this ridiculous looking <laughs> backpack around the school. And I even had teachers who made fun of it. I had one teacher that would constantly, like, if it was on my back, he would pull up the handle. So it was like... <laughs> teacher the teacher doing this oh my the yeah. thing is a lot of people would feel embarrassed by that but i was i never did i was always just like you're jealous of my back <laughs> <laughs> and whether or not that was true is irrelevant but it was an empowering thought for me so it didn't bother me when people would tease me um and i like i was on student council. I was in the IB program, which is academic achievement. I was on the basketball team and I didn't believe that you had to be one of these things. I feel like I'm all of these things, so I'm gonna go be all of these things. And so I, I think I am a little unique in that capacity because honestly, especially in high school, I didn't see anybody else doing that. So I have to believe it's a little bit unique to me. Um, so I think for me, it felt less scary. <laughs> than for other people. Um, the thing is, is that one of the things we don't tap into is what are the things that we do that feel meaningful to us? So when you look at things like pitching, when you look at things like how a lot of people connect on LinkedIn nowadays, which is cold pitch style. <laughs> um, it can be, yeah. Certainly. Yeah. And, and not everybody, but it actually is a detriment to the people who are trying to connect authentically because there's so many of these people who are just cold pitching. And, and, I and just, let, me, let me throw something in here. Just, just one. I know you've probably heard the term pitch slapping. I love the term pitch slap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and for folks who may not be familiar with it, this is somebody will reach out to you on LinkedIn, you know, say, hey, let's connect. I like your page, something generic like that. And if you accept it, then the next thing you get is a message like, hey, try my product, you know, or whatever. I have uh, a five minute video that can teach you this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Literally, so this I is what we mean by, by pitch slapping. Now, I'm wondering if because that is so, I don't want to say common, but, but it happens way Pretty too often. Pretty common. You know, just, it, it happens so often. In a way, all you have to do to stand out is not, not do, do that, that. <laughs> just just be just be you <laughs> well and this is the thing but people also have a hard time being themselves on social media and it's interesting because like so i grew up in the age where like there was um like myspace and things like that that don't exist anymore and a lot of the profiles were fake. Like in high school, we used to joke about making them fake profiles for our teachers to try and get them dates. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I am not the only one who thought we didn't actually do it, but you thought about it because that is what those platforms were. They were meant to create fakeness, right? They weren't meant to create authenticity. And so since that, when was that the mid nineties, it, there are people have, who have grown up thinking that that's what the digital environment is. The, mm -hmm. This is what millennials experienced as part of our growing up with technology. And so it's natural to think that 
you need to create a space between your authentic self and the version that you show off online, especially if you're an entrepreneur, because you want to show the, the shiny, happy <laughs> version of yourself, right? And I'm not saying throw all of your skeletons out on your LinkedIn closet, right? Like, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. Authenticity for me is about doing or saying what you would do or say when you want to do or say it. So it's not about revealing more than you want to, but it is about finding that space and finding that permission to say, hey, I could connect with someone over this. Like my whole about section on my LinkedIn profile is my story about how I played basketball and I was a dancer and I was in IB and I had this weird floating between different arenas and never felt like there was one place where I really belonged. And the number of people, this is a true story. <laughs> and the number of people who connect with me based on that story, I'm like, oh my God, this is my story too. Yes. Can I just take a quick pause and say like that <laughs> is the goal of marketing is to show people something and for people who want to choose that same narrative or who already chosen that same narrative, they can join you. They can join you in the conversation. Hmm. It's not about convincing and manipulating and persuading. And there's still a lot of marketing professionals I know who are talking about those things. And mm -hmm. yet, like, this is relevant in networking too. We think we, with our pitch, we're supposed to persuade somebody that they need my services in 40 seconds. Our, let's be honest. Have you ever been persuaded in 40 seconds that you need someone's <laughs> services? Because I haven't. Yeah, yeah. So we can pretend that that's a thing that works or we can explore things that actually work, which they take longer. I used their example earlier today that like, if you wanted to build a long-term relationship with somebody, you're not just gonna go out and have a whole bunch of one night stands. Mm, it's yeah. not going to build a relationship with one person. And this is the same thing that happens with LinkedIn pitch slaps, right? Like that's your LinkedIn <laughs> one night stand because I am never going to talk to you again. I might even block you, yeah. right? So is that working for you? Does that feel good? I, feel, and I always wonder folks that are doing that, you know, I, does it work for them? I can't imagine that it does. And you know? I always say, like, it has to, to some degree, or people wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah. Maybe but they've got automation involved or something. Maybe. You know, you're not really talking to, to the human. But, yeah, uh, yeah I I'm, I'm agree with you 100%. It's more like agriculture than it is like hunting. Yes. You know, it, it's, it's this longer term thing. In fact, um, folks that are with us on audio only wouldn't have seen this on the screen. But I put up on the screen uh, a couple of folks from... Your network, I think, uh, that, that had said good morning. You know, we'll show them again here from. Uh, oh, yes. Can I say hi to Andrew and Ashley? Yeah, because one, I haven't seen Ashley in a, I don't even know how long. And I'm very excited that you're here digitally with us. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So, and, you know, the, these are connections that you have made. You know, and, and so it, it's gosh, how, how should we put it here? Uh, I know. Um, my friend Bob Berg will often talk about business being more like the thunder that comes from the lightning. You know, it's an effect of having made some genuine connections. It takes longer, but on the other hand, it takes. Right. You know, and where this, this, oh gosh, the pitch slapping thing, you know, it, uh, uh, but also I feel like, 
yes, it takes, but also there's a different feeling that you have when you do it, right? I remember when I met Yermi, who introduced both of us, and we mm. had a converse, our very first conversation we ever had, and we were talking about transformational networking, what we both believe is a possibility because every time I interact with a person, I believe that I have the opportunity opportunity to be transformed. When I learn someone else's perspective, I have the opportunity to be transformed. That doesn't mean I have to change my mind, but it gives me an opportunity to learn something new that I didn't know. And every time we learn something new, we can grow from that. And so when you look at human interaction like that versus looking at human action as a transaction, um, there's a different feeling that you get. There's actually love and appreciation and respect and like that actual feeling of connection that happens instead of just going out and doing all these emotionally empty <laughs> activities mm. that again, we're convinced that marketing is partially responsible for this. So sorry, folks. Um, like selling us the fact that this is what is going to work. This is the right way to do it. There are, I don't even know how many gurus that are teaching you how to pitch, right? And like, it actually doesn't work. I'm trying to put together this whole new program for, or for to bring investors and um, startup founders together in conversation about problems that both parties are equal interested in solving versus doing pitch competitions what is what is that how does that help anybody yeah, um, yeah. And what's the, you had told me are. a little bit about that what's the name of the the project you're putting together i love the name on that oh um I can't remember. See if I can pull Did up I my notes here. Uh, da, 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 I come da. up with lots of ideas, folks. <laughs> yeah, here it is. The Human Potential Optimizers Project. Yes. Is yes. That, that's what we're talking about here? Yes. Okay. And I, just, I love that idea. Every, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> people might disagree, but as far as I'm concerned, every human has a unique potential. And every human deserves to have their human potential optimized. Most humans are not participating in environments where their human potential gets to be optimized. And we don't and we think about things like networking events and we think that this is not possible. This is not this is not a place where people go to be optimized as a human. Well, couldn't it be? Hmm. <laughs> couldn't it be structured so that this is a place where humans at least can explore what can be optimized for them? And isn't that really what an investor wants to know from a startup is that there's all of these, this, all of this passion is going into this project. We want to make sure that this passion isn't going to run out, don't we? We're going to fund this for $2 million and then passion is going to run out in 30 minutes. I don't like, I don't know. I don't feel super good about that. Right. <laughs> and, and we look at it as just like, okay, have your business model, have your financial plan, make sure you have cash flow. And, and I'm not saying those things are bad cash flow and a financial plan and a marketing plan and all these things are good. And if we have a whole bunch of people behind the scenes, including investors, friends, including leaders, including all people, if they are, if we're not even having a conversation about people being optimized, then like, okay. Like we talked about with the marketing, you want to throw money at things because you have all the money, go to town, right? Like who am I to judge? <laughs> but 
if you are an like I know investors who don't have all of the money but are looking to invest in meaningful things, or do you want to have a conversation with the people who are creating that to understand what is driving them and to build a relationship between you and them so that you know you can go together instead of like those dragon's den things where like okay we're gonna put money on this but like I'm gonna be in charge of your growth strategy, yeah, yeah. like. I would never accept funding that way because I wouldn't feel good about that. And how many times are we accepting funding that one or both parties doesn't feel excited about, but like, okay, this seems like a, a rational business decision. Okay. What if it was more than just a rational business decision? Yeah. Just because uh, the numbers alone don't do it. I mean, we've got somebody here, um, you know, with a comment, so LinkedIn user, you know, I'm not sure who it is, but somebody who says I connected with Tracy because of her authenticity that I witnessed in another prior meeting. So this is something that you do all the time. Uh, and, and by the way, this reminds me, let me see if I can find this. Uh, oh, that's about the Facebook user thing. Uh, I'll share this, you know, just because uh, there's something similar if you're on LinkedIn to where you can give permission to where your name shows up because we'd, we'd love to know who it is that's chatting. Or you can chat your name and tell us who you are. Yeah, that's that's a simple way to do it. Here's uh, another one. Um, awesome conversation. Tracy Barson is a true rock star. And I see those kind of comments. They only come from getting to genuinely know somebody and and i want to i want to probe an idea here i'm not going to name names because you know i didn't tell them we were maybe going to mention this on the program but a a, a friend that i had some pushback from uh, a little earlier uh the idea of i guess i'd say throwing out marketing just do away with marketing i think they were equating marketing with gimmicks the same way that people might equate networking with glad handing and throwing out business cards and i'm thinking there is a place for marketing it's not about persuading people who don't want to be persuaded it's about finding your community is that an accurate way to put it? I mean, you're still going to be contacting people. And if it doesn't, if it's not a match, great. Let's find that out now. Well, and I think this is the thing, right? Are we also afraid that we're going to connect with somebody that isn't a good match for us? I mean, like, if you're dating, isn't that what dating is? <laughs> uh, and I love that comparison. I mean, that's one that I use all the time. Because it's not... <laughs> If we don't put ourselves out there enough and we don't put ourselves out there in an authentic way, then how can we find people who are going to like us for the real us? How are we going to find clients that are going to like us for the real us? Like I have a coaching program that is no nonsense talking about digital slaps. <laughs> like I will slap you if you're digitally. Um, if you are doing something ridiculous and I mean, make it part of my program to help you shift your mindset as to why you're doing that ridiculous thing. But it's people need to be ready for that. I always tell people in my discovery calls, I push people off the fence. I will push you off the fence. I will put pillows on the other side so you fall into something that feels comfortable. But I'm not, I don't hang out with people who want to sit on the fence. You want to sit on the fence? There's people for you, but I'm not one of them. And one of my favorite things to say in this like community conversation is that we don't all belong 
in every place. And there is a place where all of us belong. And if we spend too much time hanging out in places where we don't belong, we don't spend our time going to find the people and the places where we do actually belong, where we feel like we can be our authentic selves. Because some people might come on LinkedIn and be like, I can't be my authentic self there, but I'm really, I really feel really authentic on Instagram. Great. Go hang out on Instagram. Stop hanging out on LinkedIn. I'm vice versa, right? I feel super awkward <laughs> on Instagram and I love, I feel totally comfortable. I've been on LinkedIn since 2007, right? Like this is just feels like my place and all my people are here. And I've got like cool people like you're me in the comments saying they're my biggest fan and heart you friend. But there's, you can't find that if you don't go look for it, you guys. We can't just like, we're, we're, we live in this society where everything is like hand delivered to us. It's a media gratification thing. And we're just going to like get it. And, and we're going to manifest. We're going to manifest our community by just putting out into the universe that we're looking for our people. Sorry, folks, but there is an activity component of this that is required in order for you to find your people. And sometimes you're going to find not your people. There's zero way to eliminate finding not your people. <laughs> there, it, it's not, I mean, I practice it a lot. I've been like actively practicing this for three years now. And even I make mistakes sometimes, right? I'll have a coffee chat with a person. And I'll be like, yeah, no, <laughs> that one wasn't. Well, you one. find out quickly that, well, you're not wasting either of your time. It's like um, uh, Andrea Waltz um, wrote a book a few years ago that has been important to me called Go for No. Mm. You know, just the idea of, of finding out. Uh, Andrea has another comment here that uh, I would have never met you if it was not for LinkedIn. Yeah. I, well, I wouldn't have met you, Don, because I wouldn't have met Yermi. And I don't even remember how I met Yermi through the LinkedIn grapevine somehow. And this is this is the beauty in it. I always say, this is one of the things I say a lot to my new connections is like, I believe that good people know good people. Mm -hmm. And so if we have a joint connection and it's a person that I'm a fan of, then... I mean, again, this isn't 100%. <laughs> yeah. I had a really great LinkedIn friend make an introduction. And I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, you know me. And I talked to this lady and I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> Not a good um, fit, you know. So, well, yeah. I mean, she spent the entire 30-minute coffee chat, which turned into a 45-minute coffee chat, trying to sell me her book. And I was like, I just, like, you don't even haven't listened enough to me to even know that I want this book. And I have most of my friends' books. I love that my friends publish books and I buy, I will get Don's book because this is a cool concept. But this is, don't, don't sell me your book. Don't sell me your video mm. until we've had a conversation about like who I am as a person exactly. so that you can make that connection. But I, again, then you have to want to try. Exactly. Well, and, and I need to correct a little thing that I did a little little bit ago. Uh, apologies to Andrew. <laughs> it's not Andrea. Sorry, Andrew. I don't have my glasses on. I'll blame it on that. Uh, and, and also, uh, I'm looking at the clock here, Tracy. I want to go back to something. I know that you made the shift out of corporate marketing uh, there was a particular event. You came back from maternity leave. And, and I'm curious as to whether the maternity leave, bringing this new life into your life, 
may have led to, okay, I'm not living my values. I need to make a change here. Uh, and, and maybe that event is what was the, uh, the spark. Is, is that, am I reading too much into that? No, it was definitely the spark. And I would say, you know that when you have those sparks and you, then all of a sudden you realize this has been a long time coming. <laughs> um, but I had that spark when I went back and I realized that what I was doing at work was less meaningful to me than what I was doing at home. And for a lot of moms, the decision that we make, because it's the decision that quote unquote people make, um, is you send your kid to daycare and you go back to work. And we're also living in a, I mean, inflationary society where a lot, like both parents generally have to work nowadays. And so that's what you do, right? Except when I went back to work and I've felt into what I was doing at work and I felt into what I was doing at home, my heart just says like, I'm trading eight, nine, 10 hours a day away from something meaningful to do something that's not meaningful. Mm -hmm. And I I couldn't just go with that. Hey, right? like that was the game changer for me. And that if I'm going to trade, so I'm like, I'm working right now. My son is mm -hmm. sleeping, but like I'm trading time away from my son to do the work that I do now. Except the work that I do now is meaningful to me. And it feels like my contribution to society. And so it's a good trade and authenticity is about making good trades. And there's not one universal good trade for all people. What are the trades that feel good for you? And how can you make more good trades? Yeah, yeah. We've got a comment that I'm putting on the screen right now, again, for the audio-only listeners. Uh, and I'm not sure I'll pronounce the name correctly. I apologize Ashif. if I butchered. Ashif. Yeah. Haji. Authenticity is attractive and it attracts the right stuff. Yes, indeed. And I think this is... I think this is from Yermi, a LinkedIn user, but I'm pretty sure just based on the, the color of the comment, it's it's Yermi. Anyway, I mistakenly came across Tracy's online networking event. Now, how's that for serendipity? But the moment I joined, being the only guy there was going to be uncomfortable, but Tracy and her peeps made it so comfortable and natural. And yes, it says there, Yermi's quote. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, now that's, I remember. Now that's I remember. so meaningful to me that he accidentally came across your online networking event and connected. And this has actually happened a couple of times with no pitch networking because because of the title, people know that it's not going to be pitch related. So they feel a little more comfortable checking out something new um, this happened at one of our past no pitch networking still like just recently as well and she was like i can't believe that i found this like this is amazing how did i not know about this <laughs> like that's awesome i'm a big believer in that the universe presents to you what you need at a specific time and even if it doesn't work out right like try it i say i take i tell this to people all the time try networking events go to one if you don't like it don't go back <laughs> if it doesn't feel like a place where you can be authentic and build connection with people don't go mm -hmm. um but again it's that it's like digging for gold finding your people finding your places where you feel like you can be your authentic self and authenticity is a skill folks it is not something that we all have. We have to build it. Um, so you have to practice it, which means you need spaces and people in which to practice 
these things, which is why no pitch networking exists. Um, but we, the more we practice being authentic, the more comfortable we become being authentic. And so we can just, we can do that. So practice. And, and I've got up on the screen here, and again, for audio listeners, we'll put the links in the show notes. So be sure that you remember confidencecultivators.com. That's where you can find show notes. But I've got Tracy's LinkedIn QR code up on the screen right here, because I think they remember correctly that you've got a no pitch networking event this coming Friday. Yes, this okay. coming Friday, I think at 11 a.m. Eastern. And I, I can't remember for sure. Uh, and I'm, I'm saddened. I'm going to tell you, Tracy, I'm not going to be able to be there this Friday because I've got another meeting that is scheduled at exactly that same time. But and I'm looking this, forward to getting there. Yeah. And no pitch networking. We actually, we move it around. And so sometimes it's in the morning, sometimes it's in the afternoon, sometimes it's in the evening. It's on different days of the week because that that's the thing, right? Like people have lives. <laughs> and I never pretend that coming to Tracy's networking event is the number one most important thing <laughs> in your week. Now, I appreciate there are some people who, like you, Don, tell me they can't attend. And it's very lovely. I appreciate that. At the same time, I mean, I think right now there's like 50 people RSVP'd and we'll probably get like 15, 18 people actually live. And that's actually better because we can have a better conversation with people. Um, and sometimes we're overly concerned about filling a room, right? But yeah. good conversation doesn't happen if that is what happens. Um, so we like having small groups. If we have too big of a group, we break people into breakout rooms, right? Like this is about having the space to have a conversation. So, and, and being able to practice that. So that conversational, especially digital conversation skill gets stronger. And it, I will tell you, I think Yermi would agree. It's a very safe place to fail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also think there are not enough of in this world. Uh, and we put his latest comment up on the screen and it got, kind of cut it off there. So, uh, you know, he's saying uh, so true. If he were not open, would never have come across the networking event. And the rest of it says uh, would never have met someone as incredible as Tracy and many others. You know, and, and I just, I love the idea uh, of, of the no pitch networking. You know, the, the, I guess the main rule is don't pitch, connect, make friends, you know, to talk about something other than what you do for a living. It's not that there's, that's anything to be ashamed of. It's that we do business with people. And the only way to do business with people is to connect with people. Now, I'm, I'm going to put the uh, the LinkedIn thing back up again, because if you're interested in that, you're going to want to connect with Tracy in the next day or two. Now, if you're watching this on replay, because this is, uh, what is today? August the 9th, 2023. But how often do you do the no pitch networking thing? Every two weeks. Every so, two weeks. Okay. Yep. So connect with me. Let me know you're interested in no pitch networking. I will get you on the invite list. We also have a LinkedIn group called Your Business Peeps. I believe Yermi and Dom are both members of that group. So it's a free group on LinkedIn. And it's just kind of the place where all the no pitch networking peeps hang out. Um, so and we always promote the events there as well. So you can join that group and then you will see when the no pitch networking the next one is. 
Excellent. Let me quickly, I know we're running out of time, but Ashish yes. has a really great comment here about when you are authentic, you don't have to remember anything. <laughs> natural style and behaviors and it also shows up in your body language mm. and this is the thing right like when we think about a pitch it's almost always something you've recited you've memorized and when i was in university i was in a toastmasters club and i joined the toastmasters club because my boyfriend at the time was the president and he needed a treasurer and like, anyway so that's how that manifested but i it's a public speaking club and mm -hmm. everyone Every other person, except for me, would write out their entire speech and then they would memorize it. And it's like a five to seven minute speech. So no. it's not like, like that's a lot of work. And maybe it's just me, but I don't want to put in that much work. No. So I pick a topic that I know about and I structure it, right? I usually have like mm. a, a powerful opening sentence, powerful closing sentence. Here's my three main points. But like literally I could write it on one three by five card. Yeah. <laughs> and... I don't read it because reading stops you from connecting with your audience. It's not a paper out loud. <laughs> and yeah. like, it always boggles, like, like that takes way more mental calories than just like being authentic because like Ashif says, you don't have to remember anything. You, I have this uh, LinkedIn live show I do called conversations and people are always like, what are we going to talk about? I'm going to talk about what you're an expert in. What do I need to prepare? Nothing. Like bring your brain. You have all the answers in it already. <laughs> Literally, I don't think there's a question I could ask you that you don't have an answer for. And mm. if you trust me to ask you questions in your area of expertise, then we're good. Um, some people are uncomfortable with that. I, like never send anybody questions in advance. <laughs> right? um, and that's fine. Go be on another show that will send you questions in advance. Um, but this is also an authenticity that like that's being authentic from my perspective. It's, mm -hmm. it's it's very hard and doesn't feel fun for me to structure something to that degree. Some people really enjoy the structure. So it's it's just about owning your experience and being like, okay, well, maybe Tracy's show isn't for me. I said no to a podcast once because the person wanted me to give them three tangible steps that people could do to build their <laughs> personal brand today. And I was like, not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if you get a personal brand coach on the show that will do that, then it's a lie. <laughs> um, and I don't like to lie to people. I will tell you the facts. This is a skill you have to practice. You have to build it. There's no turn the switch on and things exist. Um, and so and you, no can, you can testify on this show that, you know, I, I gave you some, here's the type of questions that we might ask. I think maybe we've done one of those questions here. <laughs> you know, today, you know? I, I will tell you, my response to that, Don, is like, oh, thank you. I didn't even read the questions. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, you'll ask me questions. I It's my experience. I know my experience. I'll share authentically what feels relevant today based on the audience, based on how I'm feeling. And that's it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Andrew, you've been a guest on Andrew's uh, podcast yeah. too. So you know, there's. Uh, I love to talk. So yeah, you guys yeah. have a podcast, and you're looking for a guest. Hit me up. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I tell people the main reason that I do a podcast is because it gives me the opportunity to have interesting conversations with people I wouldn't otherwise get to converse with. Right. You know, I, it's not a paper out loud. I got to say about the Toastmasters thing, by the way, I'm I'm active in Toastmasters. I've seldom seen what you experienced. And I'm glad that it's not all that common, but there certainly are those folks who think they have to read it or memorize it. That's not, that's not speaking. That's performance. And maybe there's a place for performance somewhere in the world, 
but that's not what we're about when we're speaking. Yeah, and even, I mean, when you think about those, like, genius comedy moments in one of your favorite comedy movies, almost always those were ad-libbed. Yeah. <laughs> almost always. And, like, yeah, they have a script, but they just, like, get into the feeling of the character and the scene, and then they say amazing things. That is one of the traits of a skilled actor. And so, like... It is about Im- Im- embodiment and like being yourself. Oh yeah, I was on Yermi's podcast. Literally, I've been on most podcasts. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like I like to talk about this topic, but and I think maybe because it was a university club that I was in, and people are used to like having those structured presentations, oh, so yeah. they bring it into their public speaking. But then it still always boggled my mind because I won almost every speech contest with my like well, structured style. In that and context, still... I have to say, it would be easy to do because it would be so much better doing right. it the way that you did it. <laughs> and, and engaging, right? And and this is why I like, I like virtual events where I can see people's faces instead of just audio events because I hate that I can't see if your head is going like, yeah. oh, yeah, or like, having a confused look because if you look confused I can delve into something or like try to explain it in a different way but if I can't see that then like we don't have real engagement so also friends turn on your camera even if you don't like how you look that day (laughs) it's going to be better for your connection with people people don't care if you didn't shower in the digital space (laughs) they can't tell you know no they can't tell you Well, and we are a little overtime at this point, Tracy, so we'll have to wrap things up. But, folks, I want to be sure that you reach out to Tracy on LinkedIn. Uh, you've got some other websites and stuff, but I think LinkedIn is the best way to get in touch and to, to make that genuine connection. Yes. So hang around for just a second in the green room while I bid uh, farewell to folks. Well, I want to thank you properly in just a second. But, folks, this week, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, We've been talking about Yermi a bit. He's going to be on next week. And he, too, is all about this idea of genuine connection. He works in a space connecting people. So this is going to be a a great um, follow-up. It's almost like a mini-series here. So, once again, thanks to Tracy for being here this week. Um... I've been thinking about talking and haven't lined things up here. There we are. So for this week, I would bid you good fortune and uh, focus on living your values so that you can value your life. That's it for this week's episode of The Alignment Show. What has it inspired you to do in your own life? Whatever it is, take action now and take the first step. It will help you to talk with a friend about what you're thinking. Share confidencecultivators.com to spread the goodness. And remember to live your values and value your life. We will see you next week on The Alignment Show.